Welcome back to another episode of Gain, Grow, Retain. Coming to you live on a lovely Friday, summer Friday. Um, hopefully, it's nice wherever you are who's listening. But here in Charleston, it is a little, a little hot, but hopefully going to cool down this weekend. Um, I've got Chris Sample, who's been a customer success leader uh, around. I've known you now for, I feel like I've known you for maybe a, at least a year or two, um, yeah. just from content and things that I've seen you put out. Um, and so I'm excited, you know, Chris, to have you on. Thanks for joining us and spending a few few minutes on this Friday. Absolutely. And I am honored to be here. You guys are doing great things for the CS community and I'm happy to contribute. Awesome. All right. I told you there'd be some icebreakers uh, and I'm going to make them extra hard. Um, not really, but there's, uh, I always like to ask two, two questions, trying to get to know our guest uh, a little bit. So if you had to describe your perfect Saturday morning, what does that look like? So listen, I just recently moved to Colorado and I think I told you this before, but um, I picked up paddle boarding, you guys. I'm like, you know, some extreme outdoors. So if I could go paddleboard on a lake, that would be pretty cool on a Saturday morning. I like it. And um, are you, you know, what's your, uh, are you a caffeine person or not? Do you have a caffeine of choice or are you like, I don't need it. I'm, you know, I've got enough energy in, the, in, in my life. So I'm pretty high strung and energy <laughs> driven, as you can probably tell, but um, I do like tea. I will okay. make coffee occasionally, but I always forget it and I end up wasting it. So I'm not a consistent coffee drinker. <laughs> All right. I think it's a good, I was just talking to somebody earlier. I think that's a good thing because uh, I'm like full blown the other route. Like I drink like I don't even want to tell you how many cups a day and it's just like a bad habit. It's probably so expensive and now it's probably bad for my health. And so I feel like, you know, don't get into it. You're, it sounds like you're going down the right path. Um, all right. Second and final icebreaker. You are living in Colorado. Mm -hmm. If you had to live somewhere else, we're going to say in continental United States, if you had to pick somewhere else and not, you know, I'm, I'm going to put a caveat, not home, you know, not, but like if you had to go, like you could take your family, you know, you could pick up, you could go anywhere, mm. continental US, where are you going to go and live? I'm going to go to Maine. And the reason it's Whoa. on my bucket list, I have not, I want to go eat a Maine lobster, a lobster Ooh, from Maine. I really, I just want to go and see just the scenery. It's on my bucket list. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Maine. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, I would hands down summers would be so, so amazing. I imagine um, just cool, crisp air, you know, kind of like. Uh, you're wearing a hoodie in the nighttime, but you're not cold. Uh, we did a trip. I remember this. We did a trip when I was in high school. We flew into Boston and then we drove, we rented a car and drove kind of like all the way up into Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Um, and it was like during the summer and it was so fun. Just, we had like, uh, like at one point, I think we pulled over and like bought these lobsters from this guy that had a cooler on the side of the road. You know, it's kind of like, oh man, like where are these coming from? They look so fresh. Um, so yeah. I was it safe cool. to eat though? Cause that sounds a little sketchy. There was, I don't know. There was another time <laughs> in life as well where my parents were trying to cook a lobster. Um, uh, and uh, we were playing with them in the kitchen. Like, you know, they had the little, they had the things over the claws. So, you, but we were like, letting them walk around the kitchen. And then my mom was like, okay, we're going to drop this in the pot. And I, at that moment in life was not, I was like, that's not cool. I don't, I don't want you to do that. Uh, so we had, I had another experience about lobster. I was just too. wondering if you had the, um, the same regret that anybody would have after eating like food made at a gas station when you're traveling <laughs> and you're like, Oh yeah, I shouldn't have did that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have another story for you for another day, but, uh, yeah, I've got another experience like that too. Um, all right. Well, now that we have the icebreakers out of the way, uh, I think, so we were, we were chatting uh, before this, and I think for today, what we wanted to, to cover was, you know, um, 
a little bit of understanding how you you transitioned your career into customer success. I think it sounds um, unique. I think there's a little bit that we want to hit on just about um, being a working mom and how that transition has been, how how we've seen um, people make that transition now and how there's you know tons of roles and opportunities hopefully that are open for uh, for working moms. And then I think end with, seems like you're into a new role. And so it'd be fun to just hear kind of in your first you know, month of working at the new company, kind of what's, um, you know, where's up and what you're thinking of, of next, but uh, maybe start, you know, what was kind of the foundation of your early career? How did you kind of get into this customer success world? Yeah. So right out of college, um, I actually, my senior year, I was pregnant with my son. And um, right after I graduated, I just had my son. He was one month old when I graduated college. And, and I had the ultimate, like tough decision to make, which was, do I, stay at home and not miss a moment with this new baby that is only this baby for a short amount of time or do i start my career which i was so eager to like begin and see what i could do in corporate worlds because not a lot of people in my family um had been had gone the corporate road and i just wanted to see what i could do and ultimately i was um lucky enough that my husband was working that um I decided to actually stay at home. Well, that lasted for about like six months. And I was like, okay, I cannot just be, I got to do my own thing too, outside of changing diapers and wiping babies. Yeah. I got to go, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And so what I did was I started to make myself a promise that as long as I stayed at home, I was going to learn everything I possibly could. So when it was my time to enter the workforce, I was going to kill it. So I would do like network marketing and I learned all these skills. And the key to it all was making your customer successful. Okay. And I learned automation. I put my kids down and I take all these um, courses and things like that just to learn these skills. And I, I didn't even know what I was going to do with these skills, but I learned them. And I started uh, becoming a freelancer and I was, I was doing um, like, um, consulting work as, um, as a support rep. And I thought, okay, this is cool, but people are always just mad. Like who's actually making sure that they're successful or who's actually doing things before they get to that point. Who's, who's doing that. And, um, and then I had transitioned from that company because I was, um, I got offered a role and, and it was remote. And, and so I, what I did with that was I was like, okay, um, I see a gap here. And this was before success was a thing. And, and I think at that time, further down, I'd had my daughter. So I had two kids and my kids are 22 months apart. So it was crazy. But I had went to my boss and I said, hey, I see a gap and there there's nobody measuring success here. And um, he said, OK, well, it was a small startup. And, and he said, OK, we're going to make you the head of success. And I thought, that's not even a title. What is that? That's not a thing. Like no one's going to take me serious with that. So I think I did like head of success slash head of coaching, business coaching, because I thought, because there's such a component of um, where you're consulting your customers in success. So I thought business coaching would probably be more reputable. So I kind of had two titles and then um, I would literally lead the whole department. And I, at that time, my daughter was, was nursing and I, I would be taking meetings, you guys, and I'd be having her underneath the desk and she'd be nursing me and I'd be, you know, the customer couldn't see that, but it was such a pivotal moment. There were, there were times where I dropped the ball, not going to lie. I remember being on a call with a customer and, um, I was like, hold on just a moment. Let me, let me just, uh, pause just a moment. And that was probably not the best experience I gave them, but I went to check on my kids and my son was literally hanging from a drawer and he's oh like, mom, God. can you help me? And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I felt like I was such a failure, but, um, 
my kids got to see me go after my dreams and they were there for it all. And I think that um, from having a career since they were babies and working remote, they learned work ethic and they learned that if you want things to happen, you've got to put in the work. And so they've been here for it all through, you know, switching companies and growing into a leader. It, it's just been a great experience. Yeah. The thing, and I think the thing that um, I was picking up as you were kind of first talking about that story too, right. Is you were looking at it as it sounds like, uh, I don't know if this is after the fact or even in the moment, but it sounds like you were thinking about it as like, Hey, I'm just trying to pick up skills, right? Hey, I just want to pick up and learn different things. And then I'll figure out as we go, okay, where can I apply these skills later? Right. It, it's kind of, um, I feel like it's just like this natural curiosity. Um, I tend to find this in myself too, where I'm, I'm always kind of, you know, Hey, uh, I'm going to take like a copywriting course. It's like, what does copywriting have to do with your day-to-day job? It's like, well, uh, I write emails every day. So not really that much, or maybe a little bit, but um, it'd be cool to know this, you know? And so it's kind of like, Hey, I can pick these things up. And if I can pick up enough skills um, and I can figure out the right way to apply them, then like, okay, I can, I can kind of plot my way through um, different roles or I can think about different opportunities. And so it sounds like though, uh, like that was maybe a part of your early career where you were, you were just trying to say, Hey, I just need to pick up and soak up all these different skills. And then I'm going to figure out as we go, can I apply these? How can, how can these become valuable? Yeah, 100%. And I think a big portion of that was um, aligning myself with our customers in what was going to be successful for them and what their needs were. So a lot of them, my customers at that time were small, small um, startup entrepreneurs just getting started. And so a lot of them needed help with automation or needed help with whatever they were trying to do. And, and I didn't have the skills to do it. And so when a customer identified an area and I didn't know how to do it, I was going to learn it because yeah. I didn't like not knowing. And I didn't like having to go to other people to help my customer. I wanted to be able to solve it. Now with that came, um, I learned how to cross collaborate and express that because sometimes when you're customer facing, you tend to lead a lot with empathy, which is good, but empathy doesn't always get to re- gets results when you're talking to data-driven people. Right. Yeah. And, I, I, and that was something that I had to, to perfect as my career developed. But I think the biggest thing was really my, my, I will say I'm a forever student. And I think that that really stemmed from me not being able to help my, my customers and them coming and saying, Hey, Chris, how do I automate? Or how do I use Zapier? Or how do I, how can I, and I'm like, you know, I don't know, but let's circle back in a week. And I would literally put my kids down and early in my career, I was probably a terrible wife because I would put my, my, my babies down and I would be like, I love you, but I've got to go figure this out. And I was so tunnel focused on being able to help my customers that I acquired all of these different skills. Yeah. The other, the other thing that this um, reminds me of too, is you think about maybe like relationships and the way that we um, develop friendships and like throughout life, right. Is like, a lot of times those are bonded through like, Hey, we're in the boat together is the way I think about it. Like, Hey, we're in this. So like, like you said, right. Hey, I don't know this. I'm going to go figure this out. And then you, you start to get this affinity with your customer. Cause they're like, okay, well, if you don't know it and, and I don't know it, then like, we should be like, Oh, and you're going to go learn it. Oh, maybe I should go learn it. And then like, now you've got something that you're like bonded around like, Oh, we went and learned this together. Or, you know, now you've got this skill that you can also take to other customers. Hey, I learned it for one customer. I want, we'll take the Zapier example, right? Hey, I learned um, how we can set up Zapier and, and, you know, we Automate. our tool to different, you know, another tool. Um, great. So now we're passing data through, cool. I wonder if my other customers could go benefit from that. Right. And now you've got this conversation starter, you've got a value provider, but like that natural curiosity, like led you to that first moment. And then it led you to, you know, now you've got not only that one-to-one interaction with that customer, but now I can go impact more customers with what I learned. Um, and that's also, 
uh, I think some of the best customer success managers and then leaders are the ones that I see that can connect the dots and, and can um, can kind of see how one situation might map into another. And so I think that's just something that uh, I picked up from your comment too, right? Is like, hey, I've learned the skill, but now I can go teach other customers how to go do this as well. And they're going to benefit. And now our product is stickier. It's in, you know, now we're kind of stickier in all these other situations. Yeah, no. And, and that's a perfect um, illustration of exactly what, what I was able to do. Um, early in my career, I worked at a lot of small startups. And so if you know the startup world, you know that head of customer success means wearer of many hats. And, yeah. and I would I would do our strategic accounts. I'd go to our, our you know, small accounts and I'd do it all. And a lot of that was sitting down with our, our larger customers and helping them who had a very much, um, a very different business outcome and, and was way further developed than the smaller ones. And I would sit with them and I would figure out this problem at this level. And then I would learn a couple of things. And then I would go to our smaller customers and apply that knowledge and say, let me show you what I just learned. Let yeah. me help you get there. And I think what has been really pivotal in my success to be able to, to grow into leadership has been my ability to always be focused on the customer, always thinking about, okay, we're good, but how do we go to great our competitors coming. So yeah. how do we, how do we seal the deal and make sure they're not coming? They're not going anywhere. And what that looks like was building those authentic relationships, putting myself in their, their shoes. And really something that I always say we are in customer success is a true extension of our customer's team. We are the internal advocate that pulls the, the teams together to be able to give them the business outcome that they need. And, and, um, and I always put myself that way. Um, in my office right here, I have a picture. Um, I served uh, as head of customer success in a company that serviced the liquid waste industry. And I, I remember three days into the job, I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, um, I don't know anything about quarter potties, but we were doing a software at that time for it. And I said, before I learn this product, I need to learn the customers. And I went and I cleaned a toilet and I went, or, or I rode with drivers funny. to clean a toilet. Yeah. Um, Mad respect to all those in the in that space because it, yeah. it's it's rough, but um, they are some of the most hardworking customer base I've ever seen. But I remember snapping a picture of these customers and I put it up in my office, and that was a daily reminder of me to always put myself in their shoes. And and so when I got pulled in all of these different meetings or doing all of these different things, my end goal was always to put myself in their shoes to think. Would I be happy with the product or the support that I was receiving um, if I was my customer? And, yeah. and that just kind of became that driving force of always just serving my customers. Yeah, that um, that also reminds me too, like whenever I've been in those types of roles um, and especially like as I've transitioned careers into different uh, industries or industries that we serve um, is that too, right? Like, so not only getting in like, Hey, what are, what is our customer actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis? But then also like learning the industry, right? Who's, who are the competitors in that space? Who's, who, what are the ins and outs that you can get? Um, all that becomes so valuable that you can, again, kind of use um, in, in your relationships with customers. It helps you create better strategies for them. It helps you also like you're, you become a, a much better business and thought partner when you put in that type of, of work to say, Hey, um, you know, Hey, I, you know, I've seen a little bit of this. I've, uh, study the industry a little bit, you know, I'm not as knowledgeable, I'm sure as, as the customer, but I can now bring and add a little bit more value than if I just come in with some generic, Hey, other customers are using this. You should do it. Right. It's like, Hey, no, I've looked at your business. I've looked at your industry. Uh, you don't need to do this part of our software. Like, you know, you don't need to be doing this, uh, or you need to be doing this, you know, more or less. Like, I think there's just that, um, you can bring that institutional knowledge. That'd be hugely helpful. Um, Absolutely. I'm curious, you know, that you had mentioned 
Um, you had mentioned that you have two children that you're, you know, you've, you've transitioned into the tech world. Um, you know, you've been a, a working mom. How is that? How do you think that's been a, like a benefit for you being a working mom in, in the tech world? Um, I think it has been uh, the best thing that has ever happened to me besides having my children and marrying my husband, because it has allowed me the opportunity to not only better my own life and to expose my children to um, just work ethic and going after what you want and seeing that you can have it all and not having to settle, but it has also allowed me the opportunity to help other people change their lives. As I do a lot of mentoring, um, people wanting to transition into customer success that work stay-at-home moms with huge career gaps that often underestimate the power of the skills that they have learned when they were, you know, selling t-shirts or being a part of the PTO or, you know, selling makeup on Facebook. Those are skills that make kick-ass, sorry, you probably need to cut that out, but you can keep it, kick-ass customer success managers because hustle, grind, and grit is not something you can teach, right? Um, I can teach you how to use technology. I can't teach you to give a crap about my customer. Yeah. I think um, I also noticed, I think on your wall, it has hustle, grind, execution <laughs> yeah. um, behind you as well. But um, do you, I, I, I would say I tend to find that quite a bit is that people um, in other industries, maybe who haven't worked in software, they see... They think, I don't know, software has become, I think, a very um, lucrative field to be in, to be to be working for software companies. It's, you know, the, uh, tons of companies are going public. There's a ton of money being raised, right? Like, it's just, I think people have seen um, the dollars and cents around software and said, oh, I want to be in there. But I think the people that I've talked to who are trying to transition in, I think almost um, undermine their own skills, right? Like, um, what am I, I've got a, a friend who um, transitioned in and he, he was in the um, hospitality industry. And so he was, he was working as a um, back of house housekeeping manager. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, I was just leading, you know, a team of, of a couple of people here and there and it, you know, but then like you talk to him and he's like, yeah, I had to prepare these reports and budgets. And I had to go into these meetings prepared to talk about satis customer satisfaction from our cleanings and all these. And I'm like, those are all pieces that you like, look, here's how this maps almost into like customer success and, or just the tech world, right? Hey, here's how you can talk about these situations. Do you find that is like a, uh, a factor when you do a ton of mentoring? Is it like um, just trying to help people connect those dots? Is that where you see the biggest kind of gap is that they, you know, hey, your skills can transfer into these roles and here's how to do it. Is that is that kind of where you think that lies? Yeah. And, you know, I, I tend to um, mentor a lot of women, specifically minority women, um, cause I'm a minority woman. And so they can, they can kind of relate to me, but I think a lot of it goes into imposter syndrome, right? Tech seems something super like up here and super skilled based and super just unachievable. And, and so when you're thinking about like, Hey, I was doing this, like I was, I was a VP in this little small mom and pop shop. I had this VP title and I did all of these different things. But I see Chris working in tech and I, I don't know if I have the, the skills to code and do all of that. And I'm like, listen, you've got all of these transferable skills that any customer success leader will swipe you right up because that is dynamic to have on your team. Somebody that knows all of these different things is, is a true asset to your team. And so one of the things that I like to start with is when people are trying to transition into customer success, specifically SaaS-based businesses, is I say, make a list of all of the apps or technology that you use in a day-to-day -day world. Like oh if, you, if you love fitness, what's the mobile app that you do? What's yeah. the mobile app that you use? If you love to cook and you use a cooking app, what is that app? If you are a cosmetologist, 
what are you using to run your salon? What's the technology that you use to schedule? And they make, that's the first, the, the first homework assignment that I give them. And then I say, now, listen, I'm going to tell you something that is going to sound very, very interesting to you, or it may sound like it might blow your mind, but all of these companies right here that you've just listed, you are an industry expert for them. You are a power user to them. And if you worked for them, you would bring a level of insight that they could only pray to get their hands on because you are giving them their user experience. You are the insider that knows how to make their product successful. And any customer success leader that brings you in will have to protect your calendar because product will want to pull you over to, to yeah. come, you know, join their roadmap meetings. But when they say that, and then I go and I show them on LinkedIn, I pull up the companies and I'm like, look, customer success manager, customer success manager. And these are the skill set that they're looking for. And they're like, I can do all of that. I know how to do this. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. You mentioned that though. I think of the same thing, like the, the knowledge that they have, it, it's uh, I think when you like look at a customer success manager role, um, a lot of times you're trying to find it's like, hey, if you've been in that seat before, you've been in the industry working, you've been in that role. Like that's such knowledge that we can use because they're thinking you're sitting there thinking, oh, that person probably knows. How did you make this tool successful outside of just whatever configuration we did? Right. Because there's the kind of out of software stuff that you're doing. There's like the process that you're doing. There's the people you're convincing to use it, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so I think of the same thing, like, hey, we actually you know, where we would train you is um, not on in the industry, right? You've already got that knowledge. You're bringing it to the table. It's to um, some of our playbooks or it's helping you feel more comfortable, you know, leading meetings or, you know, talking about contracts or budgets or things that, you know, maybe you don't have a lot of um, skills there. So we're going to coach you up in those areas. But I, I think of that same, um, that same transition period. Yeah, I think a big portion of it, honestly, Jeff, is the biggest thing is people have to get out of their own way, right? You've yeah. got to stop blocking yourself. If you, and I am such, again, on the wall, hustle, grind, and execution. I don't wait for opportunity to come to me. I go get them. And so if you want something, put in the work and I'll use my skills to help you get there, but you've got to put in the work. And the biggest thing is this right here, changing this right here that I can't do it or I'm not good enough. No, you can. And I'll help you because I know what a customer success leader is going to be looking at in an interview. I know what the, the lingo that you need to say, and you have this, you just have to learn the terms and talk about it in a way that a SaaS leader is going to say, Hey, they're going to be a value to me. Yeah. Um, that's such a good, such, such a good mindset, like way to think about it. Um, all right. I know we have just a couple minutes, but I'm curious, you know, you're kind of a month into your new role. Um, you know, we're kind of getting into this late or kind of middle of Q3. We're getting into Q4. Uh, is there something in your mind right now where it's kind of like, Hey, you know, the new role that I'm in, um, if we were to talk to you on January 1st, 2023, is there something that you're like, I really would hope that we could, you know, go transform X or we could go, you know, do this or implement that. Like, is there anything that's just come to mind in your first kind of month where you're like, I really hope, you know, if you're talking to me in January, I've done this. You know, honestly, um, I'm having so much fun along the way that every single thing that I'm doing, it's, it's that long-term goal. There isn't one thing that I can think of. I, I just improving processes, automating yeah, that, that's all I could think of. Um, I think the biggest thing I in my current role that I'm I'm really focused on is cross collaborating because um, the current company that I'm working for, awesome, awesome company, we have a variety of different products, and um, our teams have traditionally worked individually, and so now we've got um, 
a fresh set of eyes that we brought in several new hires that we're doing and they all are coming together and and making the departments work together cross collaboration so that's really fun i would hope that we would have more of that defined and established yeah. um so it's not so much manual but there's beauty in in the process right there's beauty in being in the mud because you can sit back and say wow we did that and and it's it's really being taking what was already good and making it great streamlining processes making it where my team isn't doing so much manual work where we can focus their time on being more strategic in what they love to do which is engaging our customers and driving value but that can get a little bit muddy when you're doing a lot of the more tedious tasks that go into supporting your customers. Yeah. I think um, the funny thing, like you kind of mentioned, right. It's like the unsexy thing to talk about is like, Hey, we need to go build some of these like relationships in the other departments and make sure that we're kind of all functioning. It's like the unsexy thing to talk about, but it's like the critical part. Cause it's like, if we can figure out, you know, a great cadence with products, then we can figure out the right feedback loop and close the, you know, we can go back to the customer and give them kind of concrete answers or answer, you know, we can uh, talk about product roadmap or whatever we want to. But I think uh, it's so true that a lot of these things come down to helping uh, as you work with other teams, right? It's like just prioritizing the right thing. Okay. Hey, how do we, you know, in the next quarter, let's focus on how we close the loop uh, for anybody who's asking about a product enhancement. Okay, cool. How do we do that in the right way? You know, how do we position it in the right way? Talk about it. So I think um, you're right. It's kind of like the unsexy thing, but it's like, you know, hey, these are the things that we need to do to kind of build these pipelines into other teams because uh, customer success, you know, can help the customer be successful, but also, you know, team sport here, we got to make sure that the other parts of the organization uh, kind of have buy-in and are doing the right things um, that we need help with as well. Yeah, I think, I think you hit it right? Uh, the nail on the head. Uh, I think that's the saying, but uh, I, you're exactly spot on. And I think the other thing that I'm really focused on is really developing my people. As a people leader, um, I am as equally passionate about the team that I'm leading and being a leader. And so it's really about helping them grow yeah. and what can I do to make them succeed? And we're doing a lot of fun, exciting things. And their eyes are just like sparkling with joy at what's coming up. And they're starting to really be able to get out of their comfort and, and, you know, try different things. And, and that's exciting. I think um, it's easy for a head of CS to get boggled down with processes and improving. And the difficult part is the people management sometimes, right? And putting on that lens of, hey, yeah, I'm responsible for all of this and I have all of these strategic goals, but I've also got to stop and help this team and coach them and develop them. And where's the balance where I'm not so focused on, you know, the initiatives and, and things that are asked of me for my title, but yeah. also I'm making sure that my team is succeeding. Yeah, such a such a critical part that, I feel like I've had to learn over my career, right? Is that um, as you move into other, like into more leadership positions, you start realizing that um, your mindset shifts into, okay, um, not just like what work do I have to get done today, but how can I help my team get the things done that they need to, right? Like how can I kind of work through other people? How can we make sure? And um, we're all leading everyone towards the same goal or kind of in the same rowboat going in the same direction. Um, and it's just like a small shift as you start moving into some of those roles. I think you start to, you start to, it becomes more clear, like clearer and clearer as you start getting into those um, types of positions. Well, right. I think you realize as a leader that 
the only way that you can achieve those outcomes is with that team. And yeah. if you are, if you haven't mastered that yet, then you're still a boss and not a leader, right? Because you're focused on just kind of dictating out tasks and making sure things are getting done, but you're not really focused on that component of people development. And that is one thing that I always say, and I'll end with this, is that at the end of the day, I will leave this for any leader um, that is responsible of a team. First and foremost, think of every direct report that you've ever had in your life, right? And imagine that I had to ask them, to write a story of every single boss that they've had to report to. Would you be a, a hero or would you be a villain in their story? And that is something that I keep at the front of my mind when I'm leading teams. It's like the end of the day, one day we'll all, you know, uh, be in the ground one day, hopefully yeah. later than sooner. But um, what what's going to matter is not the title on my, my headstone that says head of success. That's not going to matter, yeah. right? It's not going to matter. What's going to matter are the people that come up to my husband and children and say, I'm better because of her. I was under her leadership and I grew and she pushed me, but I learned and I'm better because of her. She was somebody that pushed me out of that comfort zone, but I am better because of that. I can conquer more because of her. And that is what leadership is about. It's about pushing people outside of their comfort zone, attacking processes and problems and not people and helping people to grow, to achieve the outcome that you're trying to while, de while developing them along the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well said. I don't have any, I can't, there's nothing to follow up there. Pin drop. Um, I like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, this has been fun. I know uh, we're getting towards the end of our time here. So, um, you know, just to kind of, it was awesome hearing kind of really about how you, you transitioned, right? You kind of picked up skills. How can I transition that into um, customer success? You kind of found your way into what we're doing. Um, you know, talked a little bit about how you were, uh, a working mom, how you got through that part of um, your career kind of early on. And I'd say it, it sounds like there was, you know, it was before we were working remote uh, in this new age. And so you were trying to figure that out as you went. And then um, kind of this last part, you know, hey, how do you think about leadership? How do you think about, um, you know, helping your teams move forward and some of the things that you're, you're trying to get done um, in your new role here, you know, just a month in the road. If, um, if people want to find more Chris Sample, where can they do that? LinkedIn, that's my favorite platform. So um, Christina Sample, I think it is on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. But yes, feel free to connect with me. And if you are someone that is looking to transition into success, um, I really have a niche for women. Um, so reach out to me and I will be glad to use my expertise to help you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're and uh, hopefully we're going to get connected even more after this. We've got a couple of ideas. Um, it sounds like to, uh, to work in some passion areas that you have. And I think there's you know, Gengar team has a little bit of the platform that we can do to, uh, to help some more people out there. So um, it's going to be fun to try and do that here as we go forward. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a pleasure. All righty. We'll see you soon. Have a good weekend. Uh, you know, enjoy some outdoor time. I hope you get to go paddle boarding. <laughs> me too. Um, right. Talk to you later. All righty. Hey, everybody. Jay here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You know, this started as a labor of love for Jeff and I a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into a movement around customer success and community, and we couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. Um, we grow this by word of mouth, so we'd, we'd love it if you're willing and you find value in what you hear on this podcast. Leave us a rating or a review on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help us grow and, and provide value to more customer success professionals. Also, if you haven't yet, please sign up for Gain, Grow, Retain, the online community. It's gaingrowretain.com. You can meet other people, make one-on-one -on -one connections, share ideas, get ideas, grow your career ultimately. Um, be on the lookout also for live events, both in person and virtual this year. We're excited to get back to that. 
And thanks for being part of the community. We look forward to talking to you soon. 